yo, yo, it's your boy Tyron Dutton, aka Kid Shoddy, aka Young Finesse Rubber Shoddy, aka Tangle Headphones, coming at you with another Nappy Podcast. Today, I am joined by Black Power Enthusiast, Austin Jemison, aka Legend, aka Mike Wave, aka D1, also Elliot Dugas, aka Slink, aka Twig, aka Frugas, and Alex, aka Young Naps. Today, we're going to be conversating about the topic of my boy, the legend, Dred Scott. First up, to give you some background info about the topic is Austin, aka OG Darkskin. What out? It's your boy. going to give you a little about the backstory of my boy, Dred Scott. First off, I want to thank you, Shadi, for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, this this it. All right, so with the Dred Scott case. When Dred Scott was sold into slavery, he was sold to John Emerson, a military soldier who resided in Missouri. Emerson's vocation as a military soldier required him to move a lot. He took Dred through Illinois and the Wisconsin Territory, which were both free areas at the time. During this time, Dred met his wife, Harry Robinson, who became part of the Emerson household. Emerson later married as well and he then moved back to Missouri with his family in the early 1840s. Around this time, in 1843, is where John Emerson passed away. Dred Scott soon after decided that he and his wife would buy their freedom. Emerson's widow, however, refused the sale. After this, Harry and Dred got with anti-slavery lawyers and attempted to sue Emerson's widow for their freedom. They did this in a Missouri slave state but their stance in the court of law was that they had resided in a free state and a free territory, and that this should allow them access to their freedom. Only Dredd's case moved forward through the court system. They decided whatever was the decision of his case would go for Harry's as well. As this case was seemingly unusual for the time, it took very long for it to be resolved. It did not get finalized until 1850, and Dredd had got his freedom. But it was reversed two years later by the Missouri Supreme Court. After this, Emerson's widow left Missouri and gave control over the estate to her brother, John Sanford. He could not be sued by Scott's lawyers in Missouri, so they sued on the federal court level, and through this, the case made it to the United States Supreme Court. All right, now to talk about the Supreme Court case, my boy Elliot, a.k.a. Tree Branch. Chief Justice Roger Brooke Taney's opinion for the court was arguably the worst he has ever written. He ignored precedent, distorted history, and ignored specific terms of power stated in the Constitution. His logic on the citizenship issue was perhaps the most twisted. He admitted that African Americans could be citizens of a particular state and were even able to vote, but he argued that state citizenship had nothing to do with the national citizenship and that African Americans could not sue in federal court because they were not citizens of the United States. Taney continued, holding that Scott had never been free and that Congress had in fact exceeded its authority in the Missouri Compromise because it had no power to abolish slavery in the territories. Taney Taney said that Scott could not claim to be free on the basis of his residence in Illinois or Wisconsin. Taney angered many citizens in the North by asserting that African Americans could never be citizens of the United States. Two justices, McLean of Ohio and Benjamin Curtis of Massachusetts, wrote critiques about Taney's opinion. 
One Georgia newspaper even said, the Southern opinion upon the subject of slavery is now the supreme law of the land. This shows how corrupt the case was. Although he did not win the case, Dred Scott did eventually get his freedom, but not through the court system. After the case was over, Scott and his wife were brought to the family that sold Scott to the Emersons in the first place. Here to talk a little bit more about the effects of the case uh, is Alex, a.k.a. O.G. Ankleash. When the Supreme Court ruled that Scott was a slave and therefore could not file a suit, it sent America even farther down the path to the Civil War. The South applauded this decision because it nullified the Missouri Compromise, thus preventing any limitations on the growth of slavery. Democratic newspapers heralded the case as a victory for the people of the South, showing the North and the South didn't even see each other as the same entity anymore. Those same newspapers also called Northern abolitionists the enemies of the Union, and that they, the South, had struck a major blow against them. The South took pride in in this victory because they saw it, ironically, as a victory against prejudice, because they felt subjugated by perceived prejudice from the Northern abolitionists. The ruling deepened an already deep divide in a country headed down the road to civil war. The case also opened the eyes of Northerners that weren't abolitionists. Most people believed that slavery was okay as long as it was regulated. But now that the government can no longer control the spread of slavery into new western territories, they believed that it could spread into free states as well. They were scared of slavery. This fear started spreading across the north and led many to be against the south. The issue of slavery had gotten so serious and emotions had gotten so high that both sides were willing to fight and die over it. The north realized it had to act quickly if it was to stop the spread of slavery and the South realized that the anti-slavery movement had gained lots of support in the North as a resort of paranoia, and all this accumulated in the Civil War. And up next, talking about post-case freedom, we got Tyron Dutton, a.k.a. Young Real. The Missouri states took away freedom, but unconstitutionally. A free territory had liberated Dred Scott, which really means in simple text he was a slave in an area that was free from imprisonment. The Missouri Compromise was in 1820 and declared all territories west of Missouri and north of the latitude 36-30 free. The Missouri Compromise, after the decision on May 26, 1857, Scott's owner freed him. Also, Scott and his wife were bought by the Blow family, which is ironic because he sold them to Dr. Emerson in the first place. When he bought them back, they were then freed. Although African Americans could not become citizens of the United States until the ratification, of the 14th Amendment in 1868, Scott's bid for freedom remained the most monumentous judicial event of the century. For their work, Scott and his wife Harriet were honored in 2006 with a star on the St. Louis Walk of Fame. His wife Harriet Scott lived until June of 1876. Being that Harriet Scott was an African-American lady, she lived long enough to see the Civil War, but more importantly, the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery in the United States in 1865. After this case, there was a lot of conflict with Dr. Emerson and the hierarchy people. When he was then freed, he worked as a porter in a local hotel, and it was very sad because he was only a free black man for a little bit over a year before he died. You know, I just want to thank my boy Elliot Fru guys, you know, uh, Young Naps, Alex, Austin, Mr. Prodigy, 
for coming on to my podcast. You know, I hope y'all had a good old time. You know, it was real fun. You did. Yeah, man, it was real fun. Huh? Hey, thanks for having us on the show, dude. Yeah, man, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Peace yeah, out. Bro, peace out. Oh, yeah. Peace out. Hey, 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 we said nappy, nappy, this is a nappy podcast, hey, 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 nappy podcast, we say nappy, nappy, this is a nappy podcast, get up, get up.